Welcome to the Cosmic Savannah with Dr. Jacinta Delhaze, Dr. Siemsa Magoela, and Dr. Daniel Kanema. Each episode, we'll be giving you a behind-the-scenes look at world-class astronomy and astrophysics happening under African skies. Let us introduce you to the people involved, the technology we use, the exciting work we do, and the fascinating discoveries we make. Sit back and relax as we take you on a safari through the skies. Welcome back. Hi, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Since all three of us are in the same room. Yes, exactly. Can you believe it? The and same country, even. Same true. time. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are going to wrap up season five, even though we've had a bit of a break, and prepare for season six, tell you where we've been in the last month or two months or however long it's been, <laughs> and yeah, kind of look back on the season. So I guess, first of all, Dan, we haven't had you on the Cosmic Savannah for a long time. <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I've been around. I have clocked up a fair number of carbon, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> what are the anti-credits? Anti <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think the last time we, we chatted, uh, or before the last time we chatted, I went to Ethiopia, which was a really, really amazing experience. Mm. I was there for the an IAU symposium on dark skies and uh, astronomical heritage. And there were a lot of amazing talks from across Africa, not just from Ethiopia, uh, talking about how we can use and look after our dark skies, uh, promote tourism, look at the culture associated with the dark skies and some of the heritage that exists, how, how we can collect that information, talk to those people, collect those stories and then share them. And utilize that uh, for economic development, really. We want people to be visiting these countries. There's, Africa is full of incredible dark skies and incredible culture, a lot of amazing stuff. But of course, the, the conference wasn't just focused on Africa, although it was uh, located in, in Ethiopia. But there were talks from around the world and people from around the world visiting. So it was hybrid. So there were also people dialing in. But then, you know, a very large international contingent was there. So that was an incredibly exciting. And, you know, I came back from that very <laughs> enthusiastic and... Awesome. What sort of other countries were represented there? There were some incredible talks. There was a group from Iran, oh, wow. um, which I think that by the time we left, we all decided that the next uh, Dark Skies and Astronomical Heritage meeting would be in Iran. Mm. There are these incredible old sites, temples or you know observatories sitting all through the desert, most of which are kind of forgotten. But there was one group who have been trying to document them, visit them. And uh, yeah, he, he was you know, taking these incredible photos uh, at solstices and equinoxes and things and, you know, just telling telling his stories about, you know, traveling into some pretty dodgy places, you know, mm. people thinking he's coming to steal, you know, their treasures or whatever. And then also, you know, waiting for the exact sunrise on solstice only for it to be cloudy. Oh, <laughs> no. And then have to come back next year. <laughs> And he said there's yeah. about 2,000 of these things across Iran. So, you Whoa. know, if he's doing one or two a year, it's a problem. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that was incredible and something which I had never heard of before. That's incredible. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, well, that's awesome. It is. It's quite great. And I think, did it make you think about any overlaps, like between the stuff that you've already worked on, especially with astronomy and and people as well in indigenous astronomy? Yeah, I think that, you know, that we had a lot of conversations, not just in the meeting, but, you know, around it in the evenings and things. There's a huge sort of energy behind sharing people's knowledge of the stars. Mm -hmm. And where we sit in 2024, the people who remember those stories are, 
are getting old and, and dying out, So and the stories are dying with them. So it's really one of these things which is very urgent. I mean, it's been urgent for a couple of decades, mm. but it gets increasingly urgent. Mm. Uh, every day we're losing more. So there are a huge number of people who are enthusiastic about keeping you know th these stories alive. So you get very enthusiastic at a meeting like this and you want to just collect it all. Um, that's, <laughs> that's obviously hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's many, many full-time jobs. But yeah, setting up some sort of system, the one idea we came up with and it's sitting on my to-do list number 127 <laughs> or something is, is actually for the General Assembly, which is coming later this year, set up a website or a portal where people can send a voice note or a little recording or even some text uh, on a story they have or their grandmother mm, has or yeah. something and just dump it all there. Awesome. Uh, you know, we're not going to be able to process it all mm. right now, but we're astronomers. Big data doesn't scare us. And these days, you know, with AR, you know, even audio doesn't scare us. So we can get this stuff transcribed and collated and like stored. And anyway, so that was one of my ideas. Cool. But um, mm. uh, again, like I said, it was very exciting and you know. Yeah, you came back very inspired. And I can see it on your face when you're talking about it now, the passion. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, that was very cool. <laughs> cool. I guess that's that's one reason why these in-person conferences are actually still very valuable, even though, you know, obviously to keep our carbon footprint down and everything, we try and, and do things on Zoom and, and whatever. But sometimes you just can't replace that in-person chatting and meeting and brainstorming and throwing ideas out it's yeah. really really important really special and, yeah the world's made of people right mm. well, like society is made of people at least not the world um <laughs> but meeting these people and making friends with them i came away from that meeting not just with new colleagues and new ideas but like new friends and that's how things get done yeah really Absolutely. because you know it comes with passion and, yeah. and project. Yeah, I think during my travels, I learned about a theme or theory called community of practice. There is something that is quite great about getting into communities of people who are doing the same things as you, because then you get re-inspired. If you're mm. already inspired, you get kind of re-inspired to be collaborating with those people, learning from those people, making those connections. And it's only when you get into those communities that you... Absolutely, yeah. yeah, I learned more. Yeah. So I think that's just one of the things that make yeah. these in-person mm. conferences quite. You were also traveling recently, though, right? I was. <laughs> <laughs> just put that in there. <laughs> Where did you go? I went to China. So yeah, um, it was my first time in Asia. It was such a long, long flight. <laughs> Two long flights. How long? Um, very long. <laughs> <laughs> Too long to count. <laughs> Too long to count. So. But just the experience on its own was great. Uh, I flew with Emirates. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that. That's all right. If they yeah. pay us, then they can do it. <laughs> <I don't> so. <laughs> so the the flight generally going there was really great. Obviously, I was just too anxious about instructions <laughs> if I'll actually understand anything at all. Oh, but in China, because in of China, the language. because mm. of the language, um, and also anxious about being able to communicate with people at home. Mm. Because my mom needs to know if I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Of course, of course. <laughs> so just the traveling there got me very anxious. But once I was in China, everything just went so smoothly. Mm. I was just I was amazed. It was just, it was great. There was traffic on a Sunday. 
which was great. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like yeah, December in Cape Town. It's, <laughs> it's like the busiest same, time same. of the year. <laughs> like, what is happening? Where's everyone going? Kirsten um, Bosch. <laughs> <laughs> Can confirm. Tried to take my yeah. mom, my <laughs> peak season. And so why were you in China? So I was in China for the Christmas conference. and. What? Christmas. Christmas. So I do not fully remember what the rest of the acronym means, but the first <laughs> part is Belt and Road Initiative. So it's all about science education outside the classroom or rather science education beyond the classroom. So and looking, it was held over Christmas. No, it wasn't okay. held over Christmas. But in, towards the season. Is it that why it had a, that name? I don't know, hey? I didn't ask much because okay. I was just, I mean, before... Missed opportunity here. I, I mean, you know, before before you travel, all you're thinking about is getting your talk ready, uh-huh. making sure you have your visa. You're not thinking about Christmas? No. No, <laughs> nothing. We can institute Christmas from now on. Christmas. I feel Christmas like it. Christmas. Oh. Mm. We'll yeah. brainstorm something. Yeah, we'll brainstorm. All right, anyway, sorry, we could totally digress. What was the actual conference about? Yeah, so it was... Yeah, about science education beyond the classroom. So the talks were really about how to promote science education. So maths, physics, astronomy, geography, how can we promote that in the classroom, but also outside of the classroom? So China has a lot of museums around. I don't know how many, but just in Beijing, there's just like too many to count. And they're big and they're beautiful and the technology is amazing. The Beijing Planetarium on its own is is quite mind-blowing. They had this exhibit on how astronomers actually do astronomy. So they had like a whole list of different astronomical objects, the sun, the star, galaxy, and then they just had them in different frequencies and wavelengths so that they can actually see what astronomers see when they're looking through telescopes and getting data. So they had that for kids. Awesome. And wow. that, was just, that was just one of the most yeah. beautiful things I've ever seen. Um, and like just kids can just move along to see the sun in different, you know, sure. light frequencies, which is quite wow. great. Wow, that is pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So that was one of the coolest things I saw in China. And the next coolest thing was just like, I will take this memory forever, was visiting the the China. The Great Wall. Well, the Great Wall is great. <laughs> I mean, it's a great name. That's a great name. But I didn't get the experience that people get of walking up the Great Wall because, you know, I was like a VIP. So they took us up the train. Oh, I'm sorry. So what? You flew over it or what? Literally. Oh, God. <laughs> from space? Wait, what? Could you see it from space? Where were you? Yeah, we could see station, it over, over a small flight. We could just like see the Great Wall like that. But actually, we also took like a small train. <laughs> okay. Like, not, it was not a small train, but they have like... A cable car going up. Uh-huh. So we took like a cable car going up for like five minutes. But it was really cold and I was miserable okay. for most of it. it was like- All right. So okay. the Great Wall wasn't impressive enough for Simi. So. <laughs> well. It's just too overwhelming to try and walk around that minus six degrees. Fair enough. Minus Fair six, enough. That is okay, cold. Well, then, yeah. That is oh. cold. Especially um, for people from South Africa. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it takes a bit of the charm away. Yeah. yeah. But then the Asian um, observatory in China was my my, my greatest uh, visit, actually. Right. So so we went there and that's where they are documenting their whole history of astronomy in China, which is which quite similar to... Thousands of years, right? Thousands of years and like instruments created 200 years ago by different imperials and 
just how everything comes together, world wars, how they won, how they get their things back, all documented there. And that was just amazing. Very cool. That's awesome. Man, I've always wanted to go to China. It's on the list. (laughs) Please do go. It's, It's worth the experience. What sort of items were there? So they had different objects that they actually used to do astronomy. So things like... Like sextants and astrolabs. And like astrolabs, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like an astrolabe oh, cool. thing. So they, they had the man-made tools that they did about right. 200 years ago. And apparently these things were then, obviously, they were yeah. invaded and they, were, they went all the way to Germany and France. And then they only came back after World War Two or One, probably World War Two. Yeah. Then they came back and now they are there, locked up. And they opened for us <gasps> VIPs. Wow. <laughs> Rub it in, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Did you get to touch them? Yes. Wow. I got to touch them. I'll show you pictures. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah we can, we put can some post them on, on the blog. Oh, so, yeah, That's we'll exciting. There. Cool. And Jacinta, you were just telling us before uh, we went online that you went to the mall. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> you know what a they are yes. boats. Well, I have been cautious of my carbon footprint. <laughs> I'll judge everybody else in this moment. No, uh, thankfully I've I've not been travelling for a nice break, so I've stayed in South Africa. And for Christmas, my mom and my aunt came to visit me. Um, hi, mom, and that was really awesome. And uh, my aunt hadn't left Australia in quite a few years, never been to Africa. And so this was a big experience for her. She absolutely loved it. We got to go all over the place and went up the garden route. So for those who aren't familiar with South Africa, you go from Cape Town uh, and you drive up towards the Eastern Cape and it's all this like beautiful kind of rainforest area, stunning, beautiful beaches. And we went up to the Addo Elephant Park. You know, it's a natural reserve for animals with lots and lots of elephants. And elephants are my mum's favourite animal. She has, I think, like, I don't know, a hundred statues of elephants in her house. <laughs> and um, she's never seen them in the wild. And so this wow. was a really awesome experience. So, yeah, really, really liked that. So lots of babies and the lots of big ones. And, yeah, it was very exciting. And, yep. Yeah. Gave them a little tour around around Cape Town. So, you know, all the hits, the Kirsten Bosch Botanical Gardens and Table Mountain and, yeah, we didn't hike. We did take the cable car. VIPs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it was a, that was definitely a lot of fun. And, yeah, and then it was my birthday yesterday, actually. So Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Thank you. And I did go to the mall, yeah. And I, <laughs> but I bought myself some fancy perfume, so that was my oh. present to myself. Yes. You smell amazing, which is just as well because it's hot here. And it is a very small room. But there have been other things going on in Cape Town too. There was the, the NASP conference, which mm. you were very active in. Yes. So there was the 20th anniversary of the National Astronomy and Space Science Program. So I guess about 20 years ago, the SALT telescope was being constructed in South Africa. And um, this is, you know, the biggest optical telescope in the Southern Hemisphere. And so the idea was to build human capacity development in South Africa so that South Africans can use this telescope, not just international people coming in and using it. So they wanted to develop astronomy education in South Africa for South Africans and for other African nations. And so they started this NASP program, as I said, the National Astronomy and Space Science Program, which is essentially helping sort of undergrads 
honours um, in various universities around South Africa, get through astronomy degrees to do their honours and to do their masters and funding those things. And there's been something like 400 and something graduates in astronomy honours since then, which is enormous, 100 and something masters, graduates, many PhDs. And this was sort of as the 20th anniversary. And it wasn't only to build up capacity for salt, but also for Meerkat, which now exists, yeah. of course. So it was reinvigorated because of, of Meerkat and ultimately the SKA. So of course, investment in astronomy in South Africa is a really big deal. And it was really awesome in this 20th anniversary to see alumni come back from up to 20 years ago and tell their stories about where they are now. And there was people from all over the place. So some people from other African countries had gone back there and basically launched astronomy education in their country and, you know, set up department in their universities and degrees and things like this and basically on their own, which is unbelievable. I mean, yeah, I don't even have words for that. That was amazing. So I got to have a couple of interviews with those people, which was great. And we're going to play some of those in season six. And then some people kind of sort of left astronomy, but used those skills transferably in a whole bunch of different fields, most notably in like investment banking, like ethical investment banking and like conservation, conservation, yeah, yeah. health, yeah. health. Yeah, uh, some one of them is in Antarctica. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a whole range of different things. So we got to chat with some of those people, and yeah, as I said, those will be coming up in season yeah. six. Yeah. Were you an ASP graduate? Yeah. No, I wasn't. Oh. Actually, I came from VIT, so okay. I just came after my masters at UCT. Right. But okay. I've been then involved in NASP yeah. in so many ways. Um, so, that yeah. I, I think I, I'm an SP as well. <laughs> <laughs> because you, because yeah, you've yeah. been a lecturer, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah I, I, I'm an But your yeah, dad yeah. himself, yeah. you're an yeah, SP. I'm an SP. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, I think the third year or fourth year, like that, that it ran. Right. Oh, really? All the way in the beginning? Yeah, 2006. I think it start, started in 2004. Right. So Crazy. Maybe I was Maybe I was third. Wow. Yeah, yeah. 30 days, long time ago. Thank you for showing your age, Dan. <laughs> I'm slightly older than Jacinta. <laughs> and that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. But I think it, it's also great to see how NASP has changed the landscape of South African astronomy going forward and even now. And I think it's it's really done incredible work. Mm. Yeah, I think that NASP can be traced back to, I mean, not just South Africa, but the continent, going to that conference and seeing all the alumni and everyone. The impact has taken South Africa from, you know, 40 PhD astronomers to probably 400 now in 20 years. Yeah, it's crazy. It's It's changed so much. It's really awesome. And it was really good, like you said, just to take a moment to look at that and... Yeah. You know, we still have struggles and people, you know, there's not enough funding and mm. people are struggling with everything. But to see where we came from and just take a moment mm. to appreciate the investment the government's made and the success of the community has been incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. So speaking of looking back, let's think back about season five and the episodes that we've done so far and kind of what our favorite episodes were. Any sure. thoughts? I mean, we did two on pulsars, and the reason it's in the front of my mind is there's actually a pulsar workshop happening right now at the SAO. Oh. So I was just down there this morning, peeking my eyes. And like, <laughs> you know, uh, we had that excellent conversation with Matthew Bales, uh, mm. who, who you know won, yeah. won the Shaw Prize, mm. and we're talking about the background gravitational hum, which these pulsar timing arrays can now detect. And there was a sort of first detection of that last year, and. At the time, I think Matthew even said it that you know this is old data. This, mm-hmm. is, this, is, this is stuff from mm-hmm. five years ago, which we've processed. And the, and yeah, poking my head in there this morning, like 
there's some exciting stuff. Yeah, coming we're not there. allowed to say it out loud <laughs> like, yet. But, but yeah, oh. the, the pulsar timing stuff is very exciting. Yes. Uh, and yeah, so if you haven't had a listen to that episode, uh, go back and give it a listen. Yeah, that's episode 66, Mere Time Mysteries, Pulsars and Prizes. Thank you, Jacinta. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to, to our podcast manager, Francois Camphor, who has put together this nice compilation list for us so that we stay on track. <laughs> So, yeah, so I can't promise that'll be coming up in this season, but hopefully, maybe we'll... Yeah, and of course, my favourite episode, which... Jocelyn. Yes, (laughs) that's easy to guess, was that, uh, speaking of pulsars, I also got to speak with Jocelyn Bell Burnell, who discovered pulsars Mm. in the 1960s um, as part of her PhD, and that was just so awesome to be able to, to chat with her. And, yeah, what about you, Tia? I think Jocelyn definitely was quite an incredible interview. Just how humble she is as well in, in talking about these things and never winning the Nobel Prize, but winning everything else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just um, quite encouraging. Yeah. And donating a whole bunch of her prize mm. money for to support women in physics and astronomy yeah. is amazing. Just back into developing astronomy. Yeah. But my most favorite one was the recent one that we did with Nathan. Oh, cool. The Polar Ring Galaxies. Yes. Um, I really enjoyed that because I also went to the VR to actually see it. You were not there, Dan. (laughs) You missed out. (laughs) I think you were in Ethiopia. I don't know where he was at the time. Was this this in the visualization lab? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I think that was quite incredible. Just, you know, so many times we just speak about the galaxies, we describe what they are, we describe the temperatures, we describe everything else. And just getting the description from Nathan and going into the Viz Lab and to see what he described and what he was talking about, I quite enjoyed relating the theory and practice together. So That was episode 68, Untangling the Origins of Polar Ring Galaxies, and episode 69, Into the Matrix, Visualising Polar Ring Galaxies. So that was speaking with Dr. Nathan Degg, Dr. Lucia Marchetti and Dr. Alex Civitili. Yeah. It was awesome to say. And I also really enjoyed hearing about the SKA commencement ceremonies both in Australia and in South Africa, which Dan and Decenter both attended. And Very I, cool. yes. I mean, that was that was like not just an episode highlight, that was a highlight, highlight. Yeah. From, from <laughs> the last couple of years. So um, you're sitting here like really <laughs> un- unhappy that she didn't get to go. <laughs> I also have, I don't know if I'm allowed to say these sorts of things. Well. Oh, well. Um, what are they going to do? Um, <laughs> Fire us from our free podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, SKA News, uh, which is also, I guess, under wraps, but it'll probably come out soon, is the first dish is... is That's exciting. In country. Oh, but I remember they were saying something like it's getting delivered as we are talking right now. And I think I was in It was sitting in the, it was sitting in the harbor basically waiting. Yeah. Got unloaded at like 3 a.m. or something. Wow. So yes. And then it's, I think it's, it's either been trucked or is getting trucked up to the site. Cool. So hopefully by the time this episode comes out, we're allowed to say that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay, so it's unofficial information. <laughs> get, get your Guys. information from reliable sources. <laughs> if, you, if you want the podcast to continue, please don't sail down the river. <laughs> you know that the SKA people listen to this, right? Oh, we should also add oh, yes. in our credits. 
the SKA people also support us. <laughs> yes. So thank you very much to the SKAO, the SKA Observatory, who have given us a, a nice amount of funding so that to support us for for the next season year. six. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much, SKA, and thank you for uh, giving us hot tidbits of, no- of news. Yeah, and not firing us from the jobs that we don't have. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, but yeah, no, the SKA construction commencement ceremonies were awesome. Of course, Dan got to go to the one in South Africa. That was episode 61. And then I went to the one in Australia. I think that was episode 62, or maybe it was part one, part two. I can't remember, but you'll you'll have a look at that. Those are the SKA commencement construction commencement ceremonies. And of course, because I love Galaxy Evolution, I, I liked episode 63, How Galaxies Evolve with Dr. Stabila Kolwa. Um, that was really cool, like hearing all about the, what she called the, the, the baryon cycle, I think, of like where matter is in galaxies yeah. and like how it cycles through and how it changes. Uh, I thought that was really exciting. You're really in your element in that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't want to end. <laughs> it was good. I also really enjoyed the this universe episode with mm-hmm. Alexander Anderson, oh, yeah. and uh, I also wanted to bring it up because you know at the time we said it, we were talking to Alexander, that project was sort of coming to an end. Yeah. What what you could work on in terms of the bursts from space, uh, but new data was kept coming out, um, and I saw there was a release just the other day of, oh. of more data yeah. on a separate project. So you know if you are interested in citizen science and if you want to get involved, like there is so much to do. Yeah. The universe is a great resource if you visit that. That because um, you know there are various projects, projects not just related to Meerkat but around the world. Uh, but it's an excellent resource. Yes, yeah, so you can just go online. You don't need any training as an astronomer, nothing, no classes, and yeah. it will teach you all what you need to know. And then you can get to classify yeah. objects in space, transients, I think, yeah. things yeah, that just, just go, yeah. just, that just randomly explode. Yeah. So uh, instead of doom scrolling on Instagram, <laughs> yeah. doom, doom scroll, scroll on galaxies yeah. and then do some good. Yeah, it's episode 64, Best from Space. Yeah, I think do that. What? Like have a Instagram Zooniverse and people can just doom scroll. Well, the it's an idea. Events. These ideas. It's just sure, we'll put one. that on the maybe pile. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, see me. So, what I was going to say is like the highlight for me of this entire season <gasps> was. Ardo. Getting you as a host. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't see it coming at all. How, Yay! Just, <laughs> I can't clap. She looks okay. No, no, no. No clapping. You look very confused there. But yes, of course, we have a whole new host, Simisu Makwela, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very I much. Feel so clap, 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 clap. <laughs> thank you very thank much you, for having you. me. We've got yeah, our very own VRP. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Ah. Flown over the wall of Ch- Great Wall of China and unimpressed. <laughs> While I was in China, I was just like, South Africa doesn't deserve me. <laughs> There we go. But no, no, well, jazz. Thank you for your presence. <laughs> thank you for returning. Um, and of course, we have now a podcast manager, Francois Kempfer. And without him, we would not have a podcast because we are all just like, I think our careers have changed over time since yeah. since we've started the podcast nearly five years ago. And we wouldn't be able to continue it without some guidance and sanity from Francois. So thank you so much, Francois, for all of your hard work. And of course, we heard from both Francois and Simiso on episode 67, a stroll to the edge of the universe. <laughs> thank you, Francois. Thank, thank you. you, Francois. <laughs> Big thank you to Francois. Yes. Yeah. And that brings us, I think, to the end of episode 70 and the end of season five. Thank you both, my wonderful co-hosts. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jacinta. Thank you, Dan, for actually inviting me to be part of this. I've learned a lot and I've enjoyed myself. 
And and you've done a fantastic job. You really have. <laughs> Just trying. <laughs> and we will be back soon with season six. Yes. So. Yes. Now that we have a manager who will make us start season six, yes. we're hoping to start that soon. We won't, won't make any promises because we're not very good at keeping them on time. But yeah, we do have a lot of exciting interviews that we've already done, so mm. episodes that we've already prepared. And yeah, we're not going to give too many spoilers, but there's some big ones coming. And of course, this year is going to be a massive in preparation for the IAU General Assembly, the International Astronomical Union's General Assembly, which is basically like the Olympics of astronomy held right here in Cape Town, first time in Africa. So Dan is one of the main organisers for that, and you can see him sweating as we speak yep. and stressing out. So yeah, That's not just the heat. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we better, we better go, but um, thank you all once again for listening. You are the reason why we do this, and we hope that you enjoy it. We value your feedback and yeah keep that coming and and i hope you join us for the next season of the cosmic savannah you can visit our website thecosmicsavannah.com we will have the transcript links pictures and other stuff related to today's episode you can follow us on x facebook and instagram at cosmic savannah that's savannah spelled s-a-v-a-n-n-a-h You can also find us on YouTube, where audio-only episodes are uploaded with closed captions, which can be auto-translated into many different languages, including Afrikaans, Sikosa, and Isizulu. Thanks to all our volunteers on this season of the Cosmic Savannah, including our new podcast manager, Francois Kampfer, our social media manager, Sumeri Hatting, and our audio editor, Jacob Fine. Also, Mark Alnett for music production, Michal Wiecek for photography, Carl Jones for astrophotography, Susie Karras for graphic design, and thanks to Emil Menkis for video creation, Moses Makungo, and Abigail Temeran for transcription. We gratefully acknowledge support from the South African National Research Foundation, the South African Agency for Science and Technology Advancement, the South African Astronomical Observatory and the University of Cape Town Astronomy Department, and our new sponsor, the Square Kilometre Array Observatory. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you could rate and review us and recommend us to a friend. We'll speak to you next time on the Cosmic Savannah.